0: tournament hopes what now anson winder tells us what happened saturday and what
1: needs to happen in the back six going into vegas plus hashtag this puppy monkey baby and lauren <laughs> bell of the wcc favorite byu softball team let's go
2: this is byu sports nation brought to you by the byu store simulcast on byu tv and byu radio Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton
1: and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, February 8th. Wherever ah. and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who is a combination of three amazing things, Jerem Jordan. Bubby Mikey, baby. Absolutely. That was so
0: disturbing. The, the Super Bowl commercials uh, were uh, okay at best, right? There weren't a lot of great ones. I liked the Jason Bourne movie trailer because I was like, oh, sweet. Jason Bourne is back. He is back. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for that. That'll be awesome. There, was, there wasn't a ton that I was like, that's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. Like, we've seen it yeah, before. No, Sheep singing Queen. Yeah. I've seen the movie Babe. Bah, ba yeah. Ram, you. You know, I know the ba drill. Ram, you. I know the drill. Yeah.
1: yeah. They were kind of, I don't know, I'd give it like a four or five out of a ten for the yeah. commercials overall. M- not
0: elite. Yeah. Definitely not elite.
1: Yeah, key and peel kind of made me laugh. But...
0: That's because they're Key and peel. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it was nothing like amazing.
0: But the it was kind of like the baby. game. Like, pretty good. Okay. Yeah. It was football. The game was better than the commercials. Yeah, you're right. It it is funny though, because that is the only game all year where during the commercials I'm like staring, right? And then the game starts. I go, okay,
1: I can go get something to eat. Isn't that weird? Because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss anything. I'm like, why didn't I just push pause? Just push pause. go get something to eat and then come back. I don't push pause the entire.
0: It's the only game I don't push pause on the entire year either. Because you because I want to keep up with Twitter on that one and see commercial. There's no time. The halftime show. You want to see every second of that.
1: This is the day and age that we live in when we consume live sports media and the Super Bowl specifically.
0: Yeah, live, live sports is the only thing that really pushes the needle live because you can watch everything else on demand. Even this show you can watch or listen on to on demand.
1: Hey, an early rise and shout out to Greg Short. We gave him one on Friday, but we're doing it again. This is the pilot that played the Cougar Fight song for the St. Mary's basketball team before the game and... You met him, didn't yeah, you, Jerry? Yeah,
0: he came up to me uh, Friday night after the men's volleyball match. Or was it before? I can't remember. But it was, it was fun to meet him. Yeah, he, he's a pilot, and he flies around all the time. Says he travels to a lot of games. So, awesome. Greg Short. That dude got what some serious, serious love What would you Twitter? say? Number one pilot. What would you call him on Friday? The greatest pilot in all, all the world. So he came up to me and said, I'm the greatest pilot in all of the world. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I know who you are. You're great.
1: <laughs> well, that was funny. That's funny. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. Number one. BYU men's basketball lost to Pacific 77-72 on Saturday. Chase Fisher and Kyle Davis combined for 42 points. And really, though, a poor team shooting effort. BYU plays at San Francisco in a tricky road game Thursday night. That will air live on BYU TV.
0: Yeah, that's part of a doubleheader. Anson Winder coming up uh, in about 15 minutes to break that down with us. Third-ranked men's volleyball swept 10th-ranked UC Santa Barbara twice over the weekend. Brendan Sander combined for 22 kills, 2 aces, 10 digs, 6 blocks in the 2 wins. BYU plays at Princeton. And this is the real thing. The New Jersey Institute of Technology. It's not MIT. It's NJIT this week. So East Coasters, you get some volleyball in uh, New Jersey this weekend.
1: What other sports does NJIT have?
0: Uh, I believe that their field hockey team is ranked in the
1: top 25. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Yeah, why would I make that up? Ladies got next for BYU Basketball in our headline segment. They beat St. Mary's in Moraga for the first time ever, 65-44. Mackenzie Pulsifer had seven three-pointers, scored 26. The Cougars won their 12th game in a row, 18-19. of Is this the week they get ranked?
0: Maybe. Uh, I believe the AP poll comes out later today. Coaches poll tomorrow. So we'll keep an eye on that. And Tanner Mangum received his National Freshman of the Year award from the Touchdown Club of Columbus. Over the weekend, he tweeted, An honor to receive the Freshman of the Year award from the Touchdown Club of Columbus. Happy my mom could join me. Mom was there with him. So Tanner Mangum gets a trophy.
1: Nicely done. National oh, yeah. Freshman there's, there's of the that Year. Too. The National Freshman of the Year. Elite. Will he be the starting quarterback (laughs) in game number one for BYU football? TBD, bro. I can't believe that's even being discussed. Isn't it fun? It's crazy. Also crazy, rising and shouting. (laughs) It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Pacific Blues.
0: You know, I think we need to realize it's not the end of the season. It's not. I mean, it's a devastating loss. It hurts. I know it hurts everyone in that locker room. It's tough, but it's not the end of the world.
1: I mean, we still have, you know, some games to play, and there's some stuff that could happen in this conference. Chase Fisher, after a stunning loss by BYU to Pacific on Saturday in the Marriott Center, 77 72, ending the Cougars' 17 game home winning streak, putting the first loss on their home slate this season, and. More importantly, putting BYU's NCAA tournament chances in serious, serious jeopardy. With that in mind, we roll out today's Twitter question.
0: What are your expectations for BYU basketball the rest of the season? Use the hashtag BYUSN at jealous9. WCC tourney champs or bust? Hopefully, we don't get uh, Gonzaga or St. Mary's in the semis to avoid disappointing loss in final. I think it's pretty much inevitable. Uh, if you want to get to the title game, you're going to have to beat one of those two teams in the semis. Yes. But use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in.
1: Barring some crazy upset on a neutral floor, and who knows, maybe this is the year that that happens in the West Coast Conference Tournament, and one of the big dogs loses in the first round. Knock on wood that it's not BYU. But...
0: BYU, I wouldn't call BYU big dog in the WCC. They have four losses. Okay, one of the... Top two? Yeah, who top, are, top Who two. are bracketology teams, who are top 60 RPI teams?
1: What in the world happened on Saturday? Speechless is kind of how I felt once that game ended. I have plenty to say. Oh, it it (laughs) took me a while. But, yeah, we have plenty to say today. But just in the moment was like, what?
0: Yeah, to me, just to be blunt, and we always are, this is the worst loss in the Dave Rose era. um, Because it's a six-win team. They're not eligible to play in the West Coast Conference Tournament because of academic misconduct. The head coach is suspended for the year. It's at home. BYU needed this win. For all those reasons, I, I think it's the worst loss in the ten seasons there. And, that, and that's disappointing. I mean, BYU hasn't had a loss like that. There have been some bad losses, but not like this to me. BYU certainly should have won this game. It doesn't help uh, if you struggle to shoot the ball. It doesn't help uh, if you don't get a lot of points off your bench. So 23% from the field. See,
1: that's the big one
0: In for the me. second half, one of ten from three. And then this next one is a doozy. It's our stat of the day.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation
0: stat of the day. BYU had zero bench points. So I submit the following. Nothing is the absence of something. Zero is absolutely nothing. So the BYU bench had nothing? Yes, it was zero, which is nothing. Nothing. Nothing.
1: (laughs) Zero bench points. BYU shoots 23% in the second half. 34 for the game. 34 for the game. I don't care where you're playing.
0: Yeah, and, and BYU missed five free throws in a row and had a lane violation in critical moments where it could have been neck and neck. The largest lead for BYU was seven. It, it was a struggle. It, it was tough. And, and to the bench points point, BYU has not been averaging a lot of bench points per se. Zach but Selya's, zero. But zero is tough because the backcourt for BYU sh- shot 27%. So the, the absence of Jake Toulson has really hurt BYU. He was a starter. They hoped he'd develop into a good player. Ugh. He's not there. He's, he's got some issues. Um, and then Zach Selyus is obviously uh, injured. The fact that he's out there is a credit to him to try and get on the court. But he is not the same, and he was the bench scoring. So with that in mind, BYU is now two games back in third place of St. Mary's. But more importantly, the NCAA at-large hopes – likely, more than likely, gone. BYU probably needs to win in Vegas. The whole thing. For the first time since
1: one Knowing what we know about Dave Rose and how invested is he is in this team, nobody takes a loss like that harder than the head ball coach. Listen to this. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to win games shooting 33% from the field. And, and then we got frustrated and missed, missed some free throws. and So, all in all, it's... Uh, Obviously, a disappointing loss. How would you feel having to do that press conference after that game? I I was thinking about it
0: yesterday with Cam Newton. You know, like after something that is extremely disappointing. I don't know. Like, can you imagine like getting in a car accident and then someone interviewing you, or <laughs> right after you break up with someone? You're like, yeah, I guess I. <laughs> Guess I should have taken her out on more dates and opened the door for her more often. I just I, didn't execute down the stretch. And I don't you're know. supposed to be like polite and yeah, cordial yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. No, I get it. I get it. It's yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. It really is. And and I say more than likely on Buy's chances because <sighs> there's still a chance that BYU can give the answer. What? 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 They'll have to go on a crazy run. You can't. Here's my thing with that though. And probably tomorrow breaks. What? Tomorrow. You can't sit here and lose the Pacific at home and be like. BYU will... Blue goggle alert. <laughs> don't ever convince me of that ever again. BYU will go on this tear at the end. They could. I'm not saying will. They could. They have to beat San Francisco Thursday. That's a tough game. It starts with that. Holy cow. I, I, think, I think tomorrow... We, we don't decide what we're doing until the day of, typically. We have an idea of... Okay, maybe tomorrow we can talk about this. We have a strong idea of presenting the possibility that exists for tomorrow against reality. Okay. Right? Okay. okay.
1: Okay. Now, as much as I want to dive into that full steam ahead and just blow it up for the next 45 minutes, <laughs> I will reserve I will reserve my comments. But I ask you this, Jerem. I want you to listen to this next Chase Fisher bite, and you tell me, does this sound like somebody, a senior on a team that can go on a crazy run in the back half? You tell me. Listen to this.
0: We didn't make enough plays, and... You know they shot. They made a lot of their foul shots on the stretch, didn't give us a chance. And I mean, they made big shots. So I mean, they played well, and uh, we didn't deserve to win tonight. I'm not going to gauge his ability based on what he sounds like 12 minutes after they just lost. No, no. Okay. Now, obviously, Chase and the team thinks that they can still get some stuff done here at the end of the season. To me, it's more about get some momentum and mojo into Vegas. Go 5-1, and one, go 6-0 and oh into Vegas. Feel good about yourself, and then try and get Tuesday night, and then win one game. Win one game on Tuesday night and get in the NCAA tournament.
1: Okay, now, but listen to it with some dramatic piano music and tell me how you feel.
0: We didn't make enough plays, and, you know, they shot. They made a lot of their foul shots on the stretch didn't give us a chance, and, I mean, they made big shots. So, I mean, they played well, and uh, we didn't deserve to win tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Is that John Schmidt? Is that one of the piano guys in Studio C or something? No, that certainly adds to that vibe. Oh, it just... that's what I have to say about Saturday's game. Oh, yeah, it's frustrating. It, yeah, tourney train gifs for days, just going off the rails.
1: That, <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get more of a reaction. Seriously, I'm like, okay, here comes the barrage of crashing Singled trains. In Spencer, oh my goodness. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, I I've been giving you. A little bit of a hard time when you said, "Yeah, there's still a chance." You know, I am. Ten minutes after the game, I was like, "Okay, I need to pull myself aside and look at the whole picture." And just look at which the is whole
0: picture impossible for most people after that. And loss.
1: see, is there really a chance for BYU other than winning the West Coast Conference tournament?
0: Like a dumb and dumber chance. Is so that what we're talking about? Like a puncher's Maybe. chance? Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Or
1: is it that small?
0: Okay, I, I don't think the BYU is totally out. I don't. Because, look, they're going to have a game with Gonzaga. They're going to have another game with Gonzaga or St. Mary's in the Semis. You have up to nine games left. You could get to 25 wins on Tournament Tuesday if you win out. But that if the win out is in all size 72, that's, that's the, the thing with this whole scenario.
1: Now, here's the thing. We all said last week, most people, if BYU goes 9-1 and in the back 10.
0: We just didn't see the one being be specific. At,
1: they'll be at 25 wins and have, according to team rankings, more than a 50% chance of making the NCAA tournament Guess as what? at large. Guess what?
0: If it's 25 wins, it's 63%. 63%!
1: That's,
0: that's gone up. In fact, it's annoying how high that's gone up. What? Here's, here's the thing. You, BYU is capable of anything. They're capable of beating St. Mary's and Gonzaga on Thursdays and then losing to Portland's and
1: Pacific's on Saturdays. Just don't play any teams to start with a P. No Pepperdine, here's, no Portland, no Pacific. Here's a great point. Gonzaga's going to be a Saturday game. It's not going to be a Thursday <laughs> game
0: for whatever, for what it's worth. Uh, it's, it's tough to sit here and see BYU lose Pacific and then say, they're going to go on this crazy run at the end of the season. They can win eight games in a row and get to 25. It's, it's tough to be confident in that because Zach Selyus has hurt a little bit. The guys are coming off a bad loss, right? That's, this is the worst loss of the season. To me, the worst loss in Dave Rozier. And now BYU faces a San Francisco team Thursday night on BYU TV, uh, which typically plays the upper echelon uh, West Coast Conference teams really tough at home.
1: What do you know? BYU still has a shot. And what about those three special letters after a big loss like that? R-P-I. It's the daily RPI watch on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> BYU dropped 25 spots. No, no, don't even. I <laughs> just answered them that. The <laughs> they are 77 <laughs> in the RPI. March 8th, we could we're going to bring this down to Vegas. JI 77 in the RPI. Gonzaga and Saint Mary's 52. What now? Beat San Francisco. How much did it drop? What was it? 25 spots. 25 spots. Okay,
0: we've projected that if BYU goes 8-0 the next eight, so what's the best case scenario? They get to 51. They'd be right there. They can get to 51. So that'd be a heck of a run, though, eight in a row.
1: Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What are your expectations for Cougar basketball the rest of the season? At Shy Kurt Vlog says win out but lose in the conference championship and go to the NIT. If BYU does that, chance, according to team rankings, for an at-large. You're on the inside
0: of that. Blue blue goggle vision.
1: Anson Winder weighs in on what in the world happened (laughs) next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. You can chime in. Using the hashtag BYUSN.
0: Hey, Thursday night we have a double header against San Francisco on BYU TV. Women's hoops is in Provo at eight Eastern time. Spencer Linton on the call there. Big game for them. Uh, the women have won twelve in a row. Then the men's basketball team hosts San Francisco at ten Eastern in the Bay Area. So check that out. A double header starting at eight Eastern on Thursday night.
1: How about that? 13. They're going for
0: 13 straight wins. And 19 of 20. So they've, they, they've been amazing. I mean,
1: I, they might be ranked today and or tomorrow. Could happen. Seven out in the AP poll as of last week. Three out in the coaches poll. Coaches poll comes out tomorrow. So, again, we'll keep a close eye on where the ladies basketball team fits into the top 25 discussion. Our Twitter question today. What are your expectations for BYU men's basketball the rest of the season? Coming off just a crushing loss to Pacific on Saturday. Down, but not entirely out? Who knows? At Ryban No one th- wants to talk about that, but that's the reality. At Ryban 3, proper rest, develop bench play. The only hope we have is the West Coast Conference tourney win now. Let's go to New York City again for the NIT.
0: I'm not willing to go there yet. If, if, there's, another, if there's another loss, yes. One more loss
1: in the next six or even eight, and I'm, I'm with it. To not view. By again, this as of last week, it's because BYU lost to Pacific. People are like, "Nope, they're done," because nobody expected BYU to lose to Pacific. No. but not even Pacific. I don't think the majority of fans were saying nine and one in the back ten. BYU's got a good shot to get to the NCAA tournament. There's still that opportunity. And didn't that didn't go anywhere? I didn't go anywhere. You know who is the perfect person to talk about this very situation? Anson Winder, BYU TV basketball analyst, former BYU basketball player.
2: Sweater day. I don't know about perfect, but.
1: Uh... <laughs> no, just take it, accept it, run with it. <laughs> All right, Anson, let, let's let's go there right away. What are your expectations for BYU basketball the rest of the season? Uh,
2: I'm not. I can't succumb to the NIT just yet. I I can't do it. I think we've, BYU's had their backs against the wall in previous seasons, and they've come through and been able to get that invite to the tournament. So, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. But uh, I, I don't know. The rest of the year, <clears throat> I, it'll be interesting to see. Um, we still have Gonzaga that needs to come here and play. We have to go on the road this week to uh, for Santa Clara, San Francisco. It'll be interesting. Uh, they're both teams that play well at home. Uh, so, you will have their hands full. But uh, I'm not counting them out just yet. Is there something about being against the wall, like backed up against the wall, that makes this team better?
1: Because It wasn't been, already against the wall? It's yeah, been like, this, It's been this way the last two years.
2: Yeah, and th- they somehow find a way to end the season strong. So I have no doubt that they can come in and, and, and win a couple games on the road and then come back home, hopefully, and, and, and put some wins together. Uh, it'll be important. I think the WCC tournament will be crucial. Uh, they probably have to get to the championship game, if not win it, but uh, something that can easily be done this year. Yeah,
0: it's, it's going to be easier for BYU to win three in Vegas than it will be when I think the last six Um Especially given how many road games you're going to have to play. Neutral in Vegas and whatnot. But before we push forward too
2: much, what, what happens Saturday in your opinion? Uh, well, of course, missed shots. I mean, you when you get out-rebounded and you can't convert uh, from the field, it's definitely going to hurt you. It's going to be hard to win. When your top three scores combined for, I think, what ten field goals? Twenty-seven percent. Twenty-seven percent. Yeah, I mean, and not to say that it's all them, but you know, you you live and you die kind of by shooting outside shots as BYU has done most of the year. And when they don't convert, it, it hurts you like in games like this where it did.
1: And out rebounded by five, there has been a huge emphasis, and we've learned this, and it's it's not anything new. Uh, talking to the coaching staff and players that rebounding is such a big part of BYU winning games. Pacific outrun to BYU by five in the Marriott Center. How does that happen?
2: I don't know. It, it, it was night and day. I was telling someone, it was night and day performance from St. Mary's to Pacific. Uh, You've you seen BYU playing astounding defense against St. Mary's. Or, I mean, yeah, at home. And to come the next day and to play like this, it was kind of surprising, and I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I think it was just a little bit of uh, overseeing into the future a little bit, maybe getting ready to prepare for this week and kind of pushing Pacific to the side, which you can't underestimate a team like that because Coach Rowe said in the postgame, uh, they've held on to, to opponents for most of the game throughout the conference play, and they just haven't come up with Ws, and you let them hang around long enough, they'll beat you.
0: Thursdays have been the big win day for BYU. Gonzaga on the road on a Thursday, St. Mary's on a Thursday. Then Saturday, disappointing losses to 200-plus RPI teams in Portland and Pacific. Do you see any pattern there that's, that sticks out?
2: Like letdowns um, on
0: Saturday for whatever reason?
2: Uh, kind of. I mean, you see the letdown. I, I, I mean, it, it's happened throughout the course of the year. I think it's more of just that preparedness. They, I think they go in thinking the game may already be won which you should not never underestimate an opponent. I've been on teams that have done that before where you automatically assume, okay, we'll win this game because we're supposed to. And that's kind of the wrong mindset to have, whether that's what they had going into the game or not. It's what it seemed like. It's kind of the feeling I had watching the game. Um, but it is something that you can't have that going into the rest of the year. Every game is the most important game of the year. Uh, that's something that Coach Riddell, I know, will stress. Uh Thursday will be the biggest game of the year, and then Saturday will be the biggest game of the year when it's time for Saturday.
1: There's been this bottoming out moment in each of the last two seasons. In 2013-14, BYU loses at Pacific when you were a junior a, on February 13th, and it was like, okay, you know, maybe this is the end. Maybe they're nit bound. Last year, BYU drops a game at San Diego game. One of those games, like, yeah, we're gonna win. Yeah. We should win this game. Yeah. Now they'll home loss to Pacific. So Anson, what what kind of a shot do you really give this team to go on a crazy run, win the last six in the regular season, and have that momentum going into the
2: Las Vegas tournament? Anything's possible. Um, I I don't doubt the fact that they'll come in with the right mindset and and be ready to play on Thursday. I I see them definitely putting a string together. Um, I think there's seniors that are in the locker room rallying the guys together. Kyle and Chase have been in this position before. You add in uh, Kyle Davis and uh, Corbin Kifusi, guys who are contributing to high levels now. I think they'll bring the guys together and that intensity and that that sense of urgency that they'll need uh, for each game throughout the rest of the year. I think it'll be there. Uh, I don't see too many letdowns coming this way. Uh, But again, fingers will be crossed each game now.
0: The BYU bench uh, hasn't provided a ton uh, this season due to you know Jake Tulson's part-time student now not on the team and Zach Selius has been good at times and Jamal Aites hasn't played a lot and you know some how much should the BYU bench uh, maybe contribute given who's there and the experiences there they had zero Saturday Zero's too low obviously
2: but how much should there be a contribution there uh, there should be some um, I I think Coach Rose puts a staff or a team together with you know, hopefulness that there will be contributions from the bench. Uh, it's been pretty sporadic throughout the course of this year uh, with injuries and, like you said, guys leaving the team and things like that. So it has been a little sporadic, but to have zero points from the bench, uh, it'll hurt you. I mean, you're relying on five guys to do all the scoring, which, I mean, it can be done, but it's going to be hard to win every night expecting them to score 100% of your points.
0: You just can't st- – those starters can't struggle. So, yeah. so they struggle Saturday. No bench points. You'll lose. It's yeah. pretty simple stuff.
2: When you are shooting poorly as a team,
1: or individually for that matter, and I'm sure that you as a shooter and guard went through at some point in your collegiate career. One too many. <laughs> I don't
0: remember a single time that Hanson did I? that. A shooting, <laughs> a
1: shooting slump. What is that like? What is that like for a player mentally?
2: Um, it definitely questions your mental toughness because you have to try and battle through that. Um, you have to hear what you know critics may say, and you have to try and battle through that. I think having a team that's as close as I think this group is will help a ton because it's a when when you're in this position, it's everyone, everyone's together in that and that mindset where it's not one guy's better than the other or, or one guy's ahead of the other. It's everyone's down, and we all have to pick each other up and kind of get through it as a group. And I, I've been in that position before, and I think what got me through it was my teammates being so close with me and and helping me helping me keep my confidence up. That that'll be. the the telling factor is if they can stick together and and battle through it, which I think is possible.
0: I expect BYU to bounce back. I expect them to win this Thursday, but it's a tough game because San Francisco in War Memorial, they play uh, good opponents, really tough. What's it like playing in that gym?
2: I I mean, I don't know what it is. It's a a high school gym uh, that they just can compete in. Uh, It's kind of like BYU at home. They play so well at home. It's different. It's a different vibe from when they're on the road. And, It's that six-man factor that San Francisco will have at home. Uh, They had Gonzaga beat at one point. Probably should have won the game. Maybe should have won the game. Um, They get up for good teams, so they'll be ready to play BYU, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. It's just something about being at home that it just causes problems. And and BYU has struggled there before. last couple years we've been able to go there and win, but it'll definitely be a, a close game.
1: What will practice this week be like for this BYU team coming off of a loss that was really, in their own words, crushing?
2: Um, it'll be intense. I imagine it'll be a physical physical week as far as practice goes. Um, I don't think they'll get killed in the sense where coach will drag them out for long hours of the day, but for those short practices, it will be tough, and it'll be a, a more competitive aspect where guys will need to get after it and, and get back on track uh, preparing for Thursday.
1: Anson Winder delivering the heat. In Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, man, beat San Francisco,
2: right? Biggest game of the century. Is that the <laughs> biggest game of the century? That was Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday apparently was not. Yeah,
1: fair enough. Tell put on the blue goggles. Where are they? Do we have blue goggles anywhere? Put these I on. Haven't and, put these on yet. And tell me how oh, these, how things look. Oh, these this. ones. Wait, where'd the other one go? I think go. they were. I think blue goggle vision took them with the camera. Oh yes. Okay, how does it look now, too? Anson? Oh, okay. Wow. And We're going to do it. we got to do it, right? Double wow. whammy. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: one's done both of those. He,
1: he's got the tourney train hat on and the blue goggles. you got to see 25 wins now, right?
0: 25 yeah. wins. Yeah. The Burton in the hell <laughs> <Stay> with us.
1: <laughs> Welcome back on a Monday. Sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter. Of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Hey, doubleheader Saturday as well. So San Francisco Thursday at 8 Eastern. And then Saturday, doubleheader against Santa Clara. Women's games at 2 Eastern. The men's games at 4 Eastern. Part of our crew will be in the Bay Area doing those games. The other half uh, here in Provo. The other half. So there's three halves, I guess. The other half at
1: home hanging out with their family. How about those road trips for the crew this year? Malibu, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Santa Clara. Not a bad gig. Yeah. <laughs> That's the second time I'm, you've dropped I'm su- that today.
0: I'm super happy for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. I know you don't want to hear it, but it happened. BYU <laughs> men's basketball lost to Pacific 77-72 on Saturday. The Tigers right now 246 in the RPI. Of <laughs> Interestingly enough... According to RPI, that is not BYU's worst loss of the season. That don't, would be Portland. Don't give me facts. That would be Portland. Don't give me rational thought. That has no place on this program. You know what? Just beat San Francisco on <laughs> Thursday. Just
0: beat the Dons. Yeah. yeah. Third-ranked men's volleyball swept. Tenth-ranked UC Santa Barbara twice over the weekend. Brendan Sander combined for 22 kills, two aces, 10 digs, and six blocks. In the two wins, BYU plays at Princeton and the New Jersey Institute of Technology this weekend. What's
1: NJIT's mascot? Mm. Good question. I need need to know that. I will look it up. You look that up. I will remind the people that BYU women's basketball, in contrast to men's basketball, are doing everything right lately. You ready? 12 straight wins, going for 13 in a row this Thursday when they host San Francisco. Mackenzie Morrison-Polsifer scored 26 points, had seven three-pointers in that win over St. Mary's on Saturday. Okay, what is it? NJIT. The Highlanders. The Highlanders.
0: They must have really been a fan of that show. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, For what okay. it's worth, Tanner Mangum. Someone learned something today. Tanner Mangum received his National Freshman of the Year award from the Touchdown Club of Columbus over the weekend. Congratulations!
1: Yeah, well done, Tanner. Freshman of the Year again. Will he start game number one? Who knows? Many we, we questions know. to be determined. On September third. Don't do the countdown right now. Okay, I'm not going to do the countdown. I'm was, at was The control room. That was close. All right, time to play. Hashtag this. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation says, hashtag this. Here's how it works. We love the Twitter machine. We love hashtags. We throw out a scenario, a one-liner, and Jeremy and I will give you the hashtag that comes to the top of our mind. Number one. BYU's NCAA tournament hopes after a loss to Pacific.
0: Hashtag what happens in Vegas. I think BYU's got to go to Vegas. They've probably got to win that tournament. Um, if they go on a crazy run down the stretch and they get to Tuesday undefeated... They could afford a loss in that game, in my opinion, and maybe get in, according to team rankings, 63%, which is pretty good. Which is pretty good. You you might be in Dayton, but I don't think anyone cares at this point.
1: Hashtag Jim Carrey still thinks there's a chance for BYU. I'm telling you, and team huh? rankings for that matter, 63% chance for BYU. Wait, explain the reference. What's
0: from? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb okay. and Dumber. Yeah. Yes. I just...
1: Yes, it you, took you me caught, a while. You caught up to date now? <laughs> Sixty three percent chance according to team rankings of BYU. I just throw things if can I get, get to twenty five wins. <laughs> Is it likely they get to twenty five wins?
3: No. No. No.
1: But the opportunity still exists. So yes, Jim Carrey thinks that the chances are still there. Number two. Hashtag this BYU's final six regular season games.
0: Uh, Hashtag uh, buckets time. BYU really needs to shoot the ball well. 27% from the backcourt combined starting backcourt. Zero bench points. BYU's got to shoot the ball well on the road. they got to play good defense, too. Probably more important to play good defense because that's something you can control is how well and how tough you play D.
1: Hashtag beat San Francisco. Now more than ever, it has to be about the next game. Los Dons. The next game. There are six remaining in the regular season. Great. BYU has to beat San Francisco on Thursday. They are oh, yeah. a must-win They can't lose in the
0: regular season for a chance to get uh, into the NCAA tournament. Unless you win in Vegas. Got to yes. get the
1: dance. Sure. Number three. Hashtag this. Jordan Chapman takes the LSAT on game day.
0: Okay, let's explain this. So, Jordan Chapman uh, was still finishing the LSAT and didn't get out until one what the game the was at 2 on Saturday. And, and also, he's a redshirt freshman, and he's taking the LSAT. How smart is Jordan Chapman? So I go hashtag student-athlete. There were no bench points. Maybe because Jordan
1: Chapman was taking the LSAT at 115. <laughs> Holy <laughs> schnackies! That guy's way smarter than I am. Hashtag reality for a student-athlete. These are the things that nobody... Like no, you, that's not reality for most students, taking the LSAT when you're a redshirt freshman. But, but <laughs> listen, li- okay, you, you, you had me there. But these guys, and you had me on Jim they, s- they still have to go to school. They still have to go to school and worry about tests and other things. It's not just only basketball.
0: Yeah, there, there are only four times that you could take the LSAT, okay, like every three months. So instead of taking it in three months, took it now for whatever reason. But he's way ahead of the curve academically. Holy yeah, shaggy. Super smart I think he guy. got his
1: associates in high school. Super smart dude. And you have to remember, let's be fair to the student-athlete. They have other things going on besides the game. I prefer to call them athletic students, but yes, I understand your point. Okay, fine. Number four. Hashtag this, the Super Bowl 50.
0: Okay, uh, defense, not Peyton, won the championship. That's my hashtag. Uh, That's what we thought would have to happen. And the Denver defense, one of the greatest of all time. I mean, throw them up with the, what was it, O three 3 Ravens, 85 Bears. They were fantastic. Peyton Manning, in my opinion, only scored six points with that offense. They benefited from a good... Uh, punt return, turnovers, all that stuff. So, congratulations. Hashtag death
1: of the dab.
0: <laughs> there was will, no dabbing will, from Cam Newton. But it will still live on.
1: Oh, it, yeah. You
0: know you know, people are still going to dab for at least another four days.
1: Okay, death of Cam Newton's dab. How it's, about that? It's true.
0: He was never in his element. There was no joy for him because they played from behind the entire game. Never led. Man. Number five. Hashtag this puppy monkey baby. Come on, man. Why do we have to bring that up? Hashtag, where them Clydesdales be at? I needed I needed more of other stuff in that because Bumpy Monkey Baby was not doing it for me. Also, it's crazy creepy.
1: Hashtag Disturbia, okay? Disturbia. Yeah, Rihanna thought that was yeah, really yeah, disturbing. Yeah, exactly. I got that reference. That was so weird. <laughs> at first, I thought they were saying Purple Monkey Baby. Yeah. Because the can was purple. Yeah, and then like purple monkey licks one of the dudes. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm getting (laughs) some seven
0: layer dip in my kitchen now. Dancing
1: together. Yeah,
0: yeah, weird.
1: This is one of those things you can't unsee. Yeah. Puppy monkey baby. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Who is? Okay, who's the guy that's in the meeting? It's like that's a great idea. Yeah, that will be
0: awesome. Listen, there are lots of idiots. Okay. Yeah. And there was an idiot in that room that day.
1: <laughs> and he <laughs> won. Because that one was bad. And he won. But here's the thing. Maybe it's brilliant because guess what everybody's talking, talking about. We're talking about it. Everybody's talking about
0: gonna, it. Am I going to consume that drink, though, that it advertised? I don't think so. Puppy monkey baby. Because I'm going to assume that one's going to
1: burst out of a wall <laughs> and come stab me in the night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right, are we done with the segment or do we have one more?
2: Oh, <laughs> you know. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah.
1: Two hundred eight days I hear, away. I couldn't hear. you. What happened? Two hundred eight days away for oh, BYU football. Oh, yeah, that's, Count that's great for you. To the Wildcats. I know in that, Glendale. I know that football
0: uh, is over until September. What is so, football? Football. <laughs> football is over. <laughs> but do, can we just wait until like July or something, or after basketball? Why are we doing this still? Two hundred eight days. Like, can you imagine? Like, when I was on my mission in Brazil, my two-year LDS mission trip, had I counted down every day, that would have been torture. That's what this is. Football. How long have you been (laughs) out, Elder? I don't want to talk about it.
1: (laughs) My football. I contracted (laughs) football. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it hurts. That sounds absolutely awful. Oh, 208 days, Jerem. 208. That's like less Why do we than continue seven, to count? It's less than seven months. Oh, seven months. That's amazing. Less than seven months.
0: Yeah. We're like the crazy engaged couple that's <laughs> way too long and they count down every day. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. Why not make it a three-month engagement? Let's go to the Twitter
1: machine.
2: It's Twitter time.
1: What are your expectations for BYU men's basketball the rest of the season? At Reggie Lewis, 32 says, I expect to hear a Tim Tebow speech. From Kyle Collinsworth, you'll never see a team play harder than we will the rest of the season.
0: I would rather the, the uh, rhetoric be, we will get buckets. That's it. That's all I want. We are not play- going to lose again. I think the BYU
1: is playing hard. I think they need to make shots. At the Sam Wilder, for the rest of the team to adopt Zach Selius's short shorts <laughs> and win the conference tourney with newfound confidence. Ah... <sighs> Who like. wears short shorts? <laughs> Zach Selyas does. Stay with us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you ever miss an episode of SN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And Thursday night at 8
0: Eastern, we have a doubleheader for you against San Francisco in hoops. Women's uh, team plays BYU at home, again, uh, 8 Eastern time, then 10 Eastern, the men's team plays. So our crews split up that night. Check it out Thursday night, doubleheader against San Francisco.
1: Joining us now in Studio B and making her Studio B debut yeah. is the 5'9 junior softball star Lauren Bell out of Murray, Utah. Lauren, welcome to Studio B.
3: Hi, thanks for having me. We, yep. were,
1: ju- we were just talking about your schedule and the fact <laughs> that it's tough to be a student athlete and you've got to go on the road for what seems like forever. How do you manage a schedule when it's cold in Provo, so you have to go to California for a month at a time and, and start the season that way?
3: Um, it's really hard. It takes a lot of self-discipline, for sure. To um, I mean, we have scheduled like study hall hours and stuff while we're gone, and so we're required to do homework, but you actually have to want to do the homework in order to actually get the homework done. So a lot of people don't do homework. Who wants to do homework? <laughs> I know. You mean
0: a lot of people do homework.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our student athletes yes, here. Yes,
0: athletic students. Um, <laughs> what, what is your major? What do you say?
3: Um, I'm studying exercise science, and I'm also getting a business minor. So okay. I have a lot on my plate right what, now.
0: What do you want to do with your life?
3: Um, I actually want to coach Division I softball. Yeah. yeah, So, and then if that doesn't work, go do something in medicine. Which sounds completely backwards, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> no, that's crazy. <laughs> Wait a minute. But, yeah, I don't softball. I just love softball. So if I could do that for the rest of my life, I'd be set.
0: Has that affected um, the way you are as a player right now? As you kind of try to learn because you're in a softball major, then that right. you've created yourself. Yeah. Um, with Coach Eakin and those guys, of hey, kind of teach me how to coach a little bit. Yeah,
3: there's a lot more dialogue that I feel like um, I go to my coaches for than a lot of the other. Um, You know, my teammates do, I guess I could say, because um, when something doesn't go right, I always want to be like, "Okay, so what could we have done different? Not necessarily what could we have done different so that um, like our outcome was better. But as a at a coaching standpoint, how can I learn from this and like continue to grow, not just as a player, but um, kind of overall. So
1: let's talk about this year's team. I mean, what are the expectations for the team that all they do seemingly is win conference championships, regardless <laughs> of the conference that they're in, you just win the conference. What are the expectations this year?
3: Um, definitely another conference championship and definitely headed to regionals. Um, we have a very good team. Uh, we're a very mature team. We have a lot of returning players. So our entire infield has played together multiple years. Our outfield is mature with Gordie Bravo in center field kind of taking lead on our defense. And so we have a lot of really good things um, kind of lined up for us. So we have super good chances to go farther than regionals this year, which is always our goal, you know, to make it to the World Series. Uh,
0: and, the, and let's talk about your game. You led the West Coast Conference in sacrifice bunts. What's, what's it like to be in that position a lot and then have to have to execute in those critical situations?
3: Um. I would say at first, so as a two hitter, that's kind of one of your biggest jobs, you know? Like, you're just kind of our Gordy Bravo gets on base, and I'm like, okay, it's my job to move her over, you Fine, know? Gordie. Fine, Gordy. Fine. <laughs> but that's um, kind of part of the entire, like, we're a team sport, you know? So, in order to score, we need to be in scoring positions. So, at first, when I started hitting two for our team, uh, it was kind of nerve wracking, you know? Because I've, I've always been a slap hitter throughout, like, my advanced playing years. And so I've always slapped and bunted and all that kind of stuff. So that's always been a part of my game, but out on the stage that we play at, it's a lot more demanding than just, oh, I think I'm going to lay down a bunt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah. it's, there's a lot more that kind of rides on my back as far as a, as a bunting kind of player. And so, um, at, at first it was definitely kind of nerve wracking, but now it's just kind of like, all right, you know, I got buy in. that's my job. You know, if she doesn't get on, then I get to find a way on. And then if she does get on, then I get to move her over. So. For
1: yeah. those that aren't aware, slap hitters don't exactly hit a lot of home runs because you're not given the opportunity <laughs> to swing away. Right. But here you are last year. You hit a grand slam last year. Yeah. How does that work?
3: <laughs> well, I I guess my entire game, they would label me as a triple threat. So I full swing, I slap hit, and I bunt. So I can kind of, depending on the situation – Um, when I'm feeling confident in myself, I can do whatever I want. And so, um, Kind of when the moment arises, I give myself the opportunity, and Coach Egan luckily trusts me enough to make the right call most times. So you and made that so, call, like I'm going to yeah, yeah, uh-huh. swing away. Yeah, uh huh. Swing away Yeah, it was really cool. It was definitely a crazy at bat in Mexico. That was that and was fun. That's I remember. Right. Yeah, Those we were in Mexico. Those
0: are the first NCA uh, games ever in Mexico. It, I think, yeah.
3: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they're all, they're going on again this year, and we're going back to Mexico next year. Oh, next year. So okay. I'm really excited. But
0: awesome. for your senior year.
3: For my senior year. That's going to yeah, be amazing. It's be great.
0: Awesome. Uh, Traditionally, at first base, there's candy waiting (laughs) for you guys. What's (laughs) the stitch this season?
3: Um,. Well, there's definitely going to be candy. I don't know how <laughs> we would get on base if we didn't have candy. Like, why? <laughs> it's why? to that point,
1: you guys are it's the
0: a dickhead. D- that's it's yeah.
3: definitely what it is. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, wait, if I get on, why don't I have candy? <laughs> I've
1: got Mike
3: and Ikes today. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's great. How, do,
0: how does it work? Is it house? Dill house? A? Yeah, um, it first? is Coach House. So um, She'll deny this, by the way. Yeah. Say, of course she will. I, I candy, didn't candy. say I this. And her, there's no candy at first base. We know the drill. Yeah. Who decides what candy it is? Is it ever sweaty? Is there lint on it? These are logistical
3: questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's actually a really funny question because everybody has their own candy that they like. So. Mm. Um, she's
0: got like nine different. Yeah, kind in of. There, she's got like a to? huge
3: handful. Like she'll pull it out. There's like a huge fan, handful, and um, kind Her of hands de- all depending on the situation. Like if it's hot outside, there's usually not M and M's. But there's usually M and M's are like the favorite on the team. But so the funny story though is that Ashley Thompson only eats the green M and M's. And I hate the color green, so I don't eat the green M&Ms. Yeah. So I yeah. always get the orange M&Ms, and so we kind of balance it out. So I mean, it works. But... she have
1: like multiple pockets. So, okay, yeah, let's see. Lauren's does. on first base. Oh, so, uh, here's orange, M&Ms. orange. painters <laughs> pants with yeah.
3: Holy no, cow! That's kind of exactly how it happened. House kind of... has a
1: very very difficult job at first. Yeah, base. Yeah, it's very
3: stressful. It's very stressful. Like, <laughs> as soon as someone gets up to gets up to bat, she's like, "Okay, what candy am I pulling out? Oh, I don't know which one they goodness. want." So that's
0: so funny. I remember the first time we spotted it in a BYU TV game. We're like, are they giving out candy at first base? What's going on right now? (laughs) And Jeremy's like, all I can think about is candy. And then I just (laughs) ran down there and got some. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
3: she hands it out to the fans all the time. What? Yeah.
0: Uh, Hey, more incentive to go to the softball game. Just saying, (laughs) sit on the first base. Uh, Lauren
1: uh, Bell of BYU softball, the favorites to win the West Coast Conference again, making her studio B debut on BYU Sports Nation. You mentioned that you feel very confident in this year's team experience, but you do lose the likes of Sidney Broderick, who yeah. I know is one of your close friends and was a great player. She moves on now to go play in South Florida. But what do you do about replacing a dynamic player like Sydney?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, when Sydney very first left, we all thought it was going to be really hard because we we're like, okay, how do we replace Sidney Broderick? You know, she's been a backbone to our defense, our offense, everything, you know, that our team is about. And um, so – Everybody, I think everybody was a little bit nervous, except our coaching staff, because they're like, "Oh, are you kidding me? We have these two great freshmen coming in." Um, I think they're really going to um, make. They're really going to challenge what we all thought. You know, you kind of know what I'm saying. So we have two freshmen, Emily Erickson and Lib, uh, Libby Sugg, who are they're great catchers. The hardest part now is who do we start.
2: You know what I mean? It's a good problem.
3: And it is a good problem. So, um, right now, it looks like they're kind of letting the pitchers choose. Like, I feel I want to throw to so and so today. I want to throw to so and so today. Mm. But, um, so it'll be interesting kind of to see how that kind of unfolds. But where we're standing right now, our defense is we're good whether we have Libby behind the plate or Emily behind the plate. So, it's, it's, it's not really as big of a loss as we initially very first thought it was going to be. Now, we all miss Sydney, but. We all love Sydney and wish she was still here. Sure. But there's definitely, I don't think there's going to be as big of a hole to, um, you know, to cover up with everybody else than we very first thought. So
1: Lauren Bell breaking it down.
0: Okay. <laughs> Could feel I be the coach. Co- the what coach? can I say? Yeah, <laughs> the did the, right did the
1: coach mentality yeah. not just come out there full and force? What was
0: great was you didn't say, take it one game at a time,
1: give it 100 Ten percent. You didn't say any of that nonsense. So we appreciate oh, that. Oh, that's yeah. funny. A real a real talk coach. We like that. You might have a future in this. Maybe. Okay. okay. Hopefully. As long as you sign the, the stretch Y flag, then uh, we'll do our part to give you the karma so yeah. that
3: you can... Uh, I guess I could do that. Yeah.
0: Get Where, on your wherever way. Wherever you want. I, yeah. think, I think lower is on
1: camera a little more.
3: Oh, okay, so I should sign low. <laughs> is There's yeah. a technique
1: yeah. to making sure your yeah. name is seen each and every day. Russ on Larson, six ten,
0: signed at the very top.
1: <laughs> Lauren Bell of BYU softball has the karma. Signed the flag. She's good to go. Season starts Thursday. Awesome. Let's go, ladies. Win some games. Coming up next, the Cougar Whipperam. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem, let's whip it. It's time for the
0: Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars lost to Pacific 77-72 Saturday. Chase Fisher and Kyle Davis combined for 42 points. BYU plays at San Francisco Thursday night on BYU TV.
1: Volleyball. Third-ranked men's volleyball swept 10th-ranked UC Santa Barbara as called by Jerem Jordan and Steve Vale on BYU TV. No, you put on the tourney train hat for that, bro. Maybe in Vegas. You put on the tourney train for BYU men's volleyball. No, one tourney train. Brendan Sander combined. Oh, excuse me. Brendan Sander had 22 kills, two aces, 10 digs, and six blocks over the two matches. BYU at Princeton and the New Jersey Institute of Technology later this week.
0: Highlight. Women's basketball. Ladies beat St. Mary's 65-44 in Moraga. McKenzie for hit 7-3, scored 26. The Cougars won their 12th
1: game in a row. And 18 of 19, the Cougars might be ranked today. Football. Tanner Mangum received his National Freshman of the Magnum. Year award from the Touchdown Club of Columbus over the weekend. Jimmer!
0: Fredette had 18 points, seven assists, and five boards on Saturday, including five threes, but the Westchester Knicks fell to the Maine Red Claws, 119 to 105. Dang red. Gymnastics.
1: BYU beat the University of Alaska Anchorage Seawolves in Alaska over the weekend. Final scores: BYU 195.575, very solid score, to 190.9 from Alaska Anchorage.
0: Tennis. What's that airline bill like? The men's team beat Air Force on Friday five 0 but suffered their first loss of the season on Saturday against fifty fourth ranked Denver four three. They rank fifty four teams. They will be back in Provo on Saturday to face Boise State. And women's tennis lost to Denver four three in their home opener. They play Wichita State and Missouri this week
1: at uh, Missouri. Yes. Can I add one as well? Yeah. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair finished in a tie for 33rd at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Four under for the tournament. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 67th. They both still Zach made Bletter that. Zach Blair
0: played uh, terribly on day one oh, and he then was amazing, was amazing the, the, the next two days. He was though.
1: amazing the rest of the tournament. Also,
0: he k- hitched a ride with uh, Johnny Miller on his
1: private plane, I think. Did Seriously? you see that? Yeah, he tweeted it out. What? Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shout. isn't it? Ah! This year. It's brought to Blair. you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most.
0: DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Mackenzie Pulse for a seven threes, 26 points, and a 21-point road win. Awesome.
1: Our elite tweet of the day from at Stanton LeSueur. What are your expectations for BOE basketball the rest of the season? He answers Jordan Chapman gets accepted to law school. And NIT Boo. for the rest of the hey. team. hey, hey. <laughs> I got the
0: football back apparently. Hey, thanks for our guests. Yes. Hanson Winder and Lauren Bell. They were great.
1: Download the podcast on iTunes. Check out BYUSN.com for Jeremo Spencer. Shout out to Bob Inglis. We're back to work tomorrow. There's still a chance!